This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and Bill Callahan fan club president, Jake Bakoven. I love Billy. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. This is a winning edition of On the Block as we are still celebrating a Husker victory last night. 78-70 to over the number 23 Buckeyes. Nebraska went on the road and got the win. Of course, we did the postgame show, uh, but the celebrating has not stopped here in Lakin. Has it stopped uh, at Eric Strickland's house? Are you still celebrating the win last night, Strick? Still, I'm still high about it. I mean, as you can see, you you can see what I'm wearing. I'm, yeah. I, I can wear wear proudly my uh <laughs> No, I would wear it anyway. Um, yeah, it was great. It was a great night. It was good to see uh, them finally go up the cliff and and they didn't fall off the cliff last night. Yeah, so, got the grand so they actually uh, they actually saved themselves. So it was good. I think it was a. Uh, it was something that they can draw from. There's a lot of a lot of things that they can take from that, and to be able to win two games back to back, there's nothing like that. Uh, getting confidence and, and gaining confidence out of that, and and you, you you I think you have to wonder is you know what it could have been like to have gotten a road win that they you know had against the ACC team in NC State or oh, yeah. you know if some of these some of these situations could have been a little bit different a little bit earlier. Um, it, it's 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 like a, a snowball. It's like a curse. Once it starts, it's it's hard to stop. You know, if you you put a car on a hill and you you put it in neutral, it's it's going downhill and it's going to gain traction pretty fast. It's it's no way to stop it unless you put the brakes on. And and so at that point, I think that that win at Penn State and the way that they did it, I think they put the brakes on, especially on the road because on the road you can you can unify yourself. You come together because it's just you. It's you, it's your team, it's your staff, it's your coaches. It's just you in that room. It's not the fans, it's not anybody. Everybody is against you. And so you you really have to come together when you're behind enemy lines and and, and, and unite and hold each other down and keep each other's back. And, and I think they were able to show that in those last two games. This could probably be one of the better things that happened to them is playing road games this late. Uh, in the season to to give you that type of feeling about yourself and, and unifying because it's going to be the same in the Big Ten. You're, you're not at home, you, you know, and nobody expects you to do anything. Nobody expects you in. Nobody, there's no expectation on you except the expectations you have in that room. And so those are some things they can draw strength from yeah certainly maybe 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 uh, to take away a little bit from that if they beat wisconsin all of a sudden teams you know they might have expectations on them going into the tournament but uh, that's for another day obviously we'll kind of build up for that game um we were kind of talking about it earlier do you think that there's a major difference from the way that these team is playing now as opposed to the games where it, it took ohio state to overtime earlier 
Uh, you know, we talk about those games of just not being able to finish earlier on in the season. Then kind of lately it's been more kind of blowouts to lower-level Big Ten teams to get back to, to where they are now. Um, what do you think has, has been the difference? Is it just – is it just shooting? Is it they started to make some shots and the confidence started to go, and then everybody, you know, just kind of gave it a little bit extra effort? Well, and, and see, that's the thing. Your expectation coming in was shooting. You're, everybody was telling you, you're a great shooting team. You're good shooters. This is what we're going to do. This is the style of play we're going to play. But I think what happened is they had to really look in uh, the details of the numbers, uh, the details of the stat sheets. And come to a realization that what fuels them is their defense. Once they play defense, they lock in and they really focus on those specific areas that can uh, that you need in order to win a game, especially on the road. Um, taking care of the ball, uh, making sure that every possession is is one that's um, you 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 take. Um, pride in making sure you're 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 taking pride in taking care of the ball um making the right plays um sharing and 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 i think what you saw in the past is you saw a lot of reverting back to what was comfortable and what was comfortable to them was aau style open style do what you like do when you like and and everybody kind of started going for herself instead of playing for together uh, and, and so I think that was some of the difference that you, you've seen in the last few games is that they're actually playing for a team. Well, I, I do think, too, like the, the roles have been defined a little bit more. Now you you, you know what you expect yeah. from uh, Bryce McGowan. He's going to be the leader in the team in, in points more often than not. If, if not, Alonzo's going to be kind of stepping up. You expect him to, to get the, the ball rolling as far as the ball movement and stuff like that. Um, and then I think shortening the bench might have helped. I mean, uh, just because of that defined role type of thing, if you're one of the – if you're one of four guys coming off the bench you know there's not as many minutes to go around maybe you're pressing a little bit to make the most of the minutes you have so that you're not being replaced by you know the other guy um so I, I don't know do you think that there's anything to that the fact that they've pretty much just took Tominaga's minutes away or Edwards if they're going to give him a look um but ultimately it just seems like the roles are more defined it's down to an eight-man team and they all kind of have their their defined role in within that uh within that within that group yeah, I, I think that is part of it. I think also, too, the in the defining of those roles, I think there's accountability that comes with that as well. You have to be accountable for the time that you've been given, and then you have to earn it. So I think there are some things, some metrics in there, probably in their system, that there's some earned things that they have to uh, do within the game or in the structure. And if they're not doing that, then I'm sure that others will get a shot. you know. And, and so then those that come in, they must earn more of that time. And so it, it's, it's past the point now where you can earn it in practice. You know, that, that all happens preseason that all happens in the exhibition season in the early parts of the season where you're probably going to open it up a little bit more and, and give some guys some looks. But I think as you get later in the season, as you said, roles become more defined. And then at that point you begin to look at who's, who's, who fits in where, and then also you got to look at matchup situations. And again, I love what they did in their matchup. Um, they created a mismatch situation in which they went small. They went to a small unit and, and they didn't get killed in it. And, and, and that can work in some instances. I don't know if that can work totally in the Big Ten when you get to playing Purdue and you get to playing Illinois and you get to playing some of those other teams like that that have uh, Dickinson, you know, yeah. in, in, in Michigan. I don't know if you can totally go to that method unless you have a total double and – 
scramble type of a defense where you're 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 doubling and you're you know your rotations and you get out there and you rotate and, and make sure you get to those guys that are the shooters and I think they did that they did that yeah. against uh, they did that they rotated very well out of out of doubles or digs and and that 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 helped them in the game as well plus they you saw the the the, the guards come down and either try to tip or put a body or do something, you've got to do that if you're going to go with a small lineup. You have to find guys and put bodies. And then, you know, maybe the point guard who's not going to – not they don't have a crashing guard or point guard, then you have to go and find that big guy and put two on him. And those are the things that you got to do. Yeah, I did notice too. They did. I mean, they were closing out a lot better. And you kind of think about those Northwestern games where even like you're not gonna you're not gonna block the shot. You might not even really affect it too much, but at least you know get a hand up uh, and get some effort out there. And, and they they've been closing out uh, a lot better the last two games. And you know it might be overlooked just because of their pace of play. Seventy points might still seem like you know an average game for a college basketball team, but they've been averaging uh, giving up around eighty per game in in in. Uh, in a per game this season. So, you know, that's significantly down for Nebraska as they're keeping the pace moving as well by scoring a lot more on offense. So definitely not to be overlooked as their defense. I did want to ask you this because VJ uh, brought it up and wanted to get your opinion on it um, too, is that um, as, as Bryce has improved and, and again, played one of his better games last night, do you think that his, his stock is moving up or do you think he's about, about the same uh, as he was a month ago, as I say? I, th- I still think there are things and there are parts in his game that still need to be, um, get better. They they still have to get better. Um, there's areas I still think he needs to get stronger. Um, their 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 consistency in in shot selection, consistency in IQ of 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 the game, reading situations. Um, there's there's still some things that he can grow and learn. So I think there's still there's still room for him to 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 come back. And again, I think he would understand that even still, you're 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 probably going to fall in that late that late part. There's so much. You can look at the stats and you can look at the uh, the 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 analytics on it. And when you look at those analytics, you you can see that different people that fall in different ranges, those percentages go down as far as being a superstar or being uh, being an all star. You begin to look at longevity of, 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 of playing in the league. All of those things, there are metrics to that. And based on where you play, yes, there are anomalies. Yes, there are the Ben Wallaces. And and, and then there's, um, you know, me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's those sort of Chucky Atkins. There, there, there are yeah. those stories out there, you know. But also there are those stories of guys that have been lottery picks that have been out the league in four. So, you know, you, 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 you can look at those metrics as well. I think if you, you come in more seasoned than you do, um, just coming in and then having to grow in it, you realize you could have taken two of those years. And, and, and I think with I, the UIL now situation, you, you can put yourself in a position and that's what I would be looking at. I'd be looking at a, a UIL way to make him feel good about, you know, staying an extra year and maybe some insurances and stuff like that, that you can put on him 
that that would help him to feel comfortable to stay. And another another uh, topic that was that was broached by a, a caller actually was that you know it is it is easy and and and, and you know it looks really nice the the flashy stuff the points that he's getting but yeah uh, he pointed out he doesn't really have he does not a stat stuffer as far as anywhere else he's got a, so I think that's where he kind of has to improve his game. You mentioned it last night kind of get the assist numbers up um, even rebounds for his size should probably be significantly higher some sort of um, you know he, he's he's the other game I mean, a couple games ago you saw the athleticism it's there where he can block a shot and just take it <laughs> it's like a block steal you don't see that very often from guys that uh, aren't too athletic or you don't kind of have a good head on their shoulders as far as you know gameplay um, but I, I think that that would be one of my biggest sales pitches to him too is that you know yeah you're you're doing well as far as scoring one of the nation's leading uh, I think even the nation's leader in scoring as for the freshman class but when you get to the next level especially if you're drafted late in the first round it's going to be by a, a, a team Team. A good team that's not going to look for you to score 16 a game. Exactly. It's everything else that you don't necessarily have ironed out quite yet. Exactly. And, and, and that's what happens with guys like Kawhi Leonard. But you understand when Kawhi Leonard came in, he was a 3 and D guy, right? Yeah. He was a guy initially that was – his defense was his, his prowess and his entry. And then he became that third option. And being that third option, he increased his ability to stretch the floor, shoot the ball. He was always a slasher. I think you see – Bryce as that type, he's a slasher. Um, but but then you got to understand the strength and the quickness and the speed of the game at that next level. So some of the opportunities that he's going to get in college, they're not going to present themselves in the same manner, maybe in the G League, but definitely not at the league level when you've got these long 3 and D guys that, that are just as long as you, stronger than you, and, and can do – just as much as you, so that 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 does change the dynamic some. Do, and 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 through your your years playing, did you did you recall or, or kind of remember, um, you know, just kind of a difference in the stance of, of guys that were kind of taking lottery picks as opposed to you know late first round or mid first round? Was there? I mean, could you feel it with even within the locker room or within the organization? Like, okay, obviously, if you're a top five pick, they're betting the future on you, and and, and you know, there's quite a bit there. But if you're like a 16th or 17th pick. Even you know, just out of the lottery, you know it. it you know, you're not necessarily the future. You're more of a piece. Yes, that is that is an, that is a piece. That is an element. I mean, you you can look at guys like Gilbert Arenas, who you know dropped significantly in his stock. Uh, then you look at the guy who's Richard Jefferson, who <laughs> was the third or fourth guy on that Arizona team, and he ends up having the career he had. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and so. You, you can you can look at it from those standpoints and I, I don't view him as a Gilbert Arenas type um, so to speak but I definitely see that he has the potential to uh, to be very similar to like a, a Kawhi Leonard if he if he you know picks up his defensive prowess um, I think he could be you know similar to who else is out there similar to a Richard Jefferson he could be similar to an Igodala. Um, he could be that type of player, I think, uh, who then emerges and becomes a star um, at some point. But I think he still needs needs uh, a little bit more seasoning. Yeah, it, it'll be fun to kind of see how that plays out. That was supposed to be kind of the, the special part of the season. I think it has been, too, is, is to watch him grow. He has gotten significantly better, um, a lot more physical. You could see him blow by defenders the the other day for two big dunks. Um, so it's, it's kind of fun to see him grow. But, man, would it be nice to see just one more year? Maybe it's a little bit selfishly, but at the same time, like we're like we're saying, maybe not. Maybe altogether it would be better for Bryce to come back, and, and we'll have to certainly see uh, kind of how that plays out. I, 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 I mean, you look at the other guys, though. You look at the – 
Keanu Davis's and and oh, yeah. and you look at the Keegan Murray's and and you you can see he can be that type of player. I think I think if he looks at it and he really looks at it, if he can change the narrative of what it, what it is right now of what what people see that has transpired with Nebraska in their season, I think if he can change that narrative, he, his stock would would go through the roof. Yeah, I'll never forget too. I mean, Markel Fultz was drafted number one overall with I think a nine-win team. So I suppose sometimes that can be overlooked, but um, I, I I do think that there's like you said some seasoning that needs to be done for him um, to, to to rise to that level. Um, I, I guess to, after that victory against Ohio State and in, in kind of proving that Penn State wasn't a fluke, only a few chances. Oh, it could be as small as as two games left on this schedule for Nebraska, and of course one is against the Big Ten champion, at least co-champion in Wisconsin. All that being said, do you think you're at the point where you expect Nebraska to win another game? Not hope, not cheer, but expect them to win, you know, at least that opening round game in the Big Ten tournament. Well, I, I don't know if there's an expect. I think there's still a, uh, you know, a, a, a mentality of why not us? And if you if you don't put too much expectation or you don't put too much uh, stress on yourself about it, but you just go out and play the game. You play lo- more loose than you do if you put pressures on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if they do that, I think I think they got a chance to shock some people because there will be pressures on other people. There'll be pressures because they'll want to either raise their uh, their level in in seeding, or they'll want to uh, put themselves in a better position to be in a better place to progress in the in the tournament. Uh, maybe some of them are chasing a Big Ten tournament because they know what that could do for them. And so they'll put some pressures on them to do that. And so with Nebraska, if you don't put no pressures on it, then all of a sudden you'll put pressure on people because you'll just be playing and you'll be playing free. There's no expectation. Everybody expects you not to win. So then you go out there and prove everybody wrong. And uh, and one more thing, I guess for the for basketball last night, it was just kind of cool to watch Chucky Hepper and hit that uh, banked three that did send the, the the Wisconsin Badgers on to their their Big Ten championship at least uh, a share of it. It would be great if Nebraska can go in there and kind of spoil that a little bit, make sure it's a shared championship, which doesn't quite mean as much. But how cool was that to to see for Chucky? It was good. It was it was good to see uh, Chucky do that. Of course, you know I'm I'm. Uh... Uh, friends with Greg and me and Greg played together in high school and so uh, of course I got I've got a lot of those uh, on on uh, on site um, uh, videos from from uh, his wife and uh, (laughs) I got a chance to see that up close and personal on how the response of uh, the 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 Wisconsin Badger faithful uh, celebrated that that big win that was a big win for them oh yeah it was cool they did uh, some people were making fun of them for acting like they won the Super Bowl but if you won the Big Ten championship why not yeah I mean that's what you're that's what you're shooting for all season well especially from where they came from right they came from out of the out of the rankings um, really, there was no expectation. They were a young team. Um, really, no, they didn't know that there were going to be those types of players that were going to emerge. Nobody knew that Johnny Davis was going to emerge in the way that he was. They knew he was a good player, but then all of a sudden, boom, you know, they take off and, and they started shocking people. And then again, that's why I say, why not you? Why not you, Nebraska? Why can't, you know, you see yourself in that same manner? If not this year, then next. 
Yeah, and and it's it, so I mean it, it's fascinating looking at some of the other headlines in college basketball that I just noticed. Um, obviously, with Fred Hoiberg uh, getting another opportunity, we all know that, and, and Nebraska's responded very well to that. Uh, I just noticed that you know some of these other big time names that probably cost a little bit of a, a nice dime to bring in. Um, the patience is is going uh, across the nation. It seems like uh, Arizona State looks like they're going to uh, retain Bobby Hurley as their basketball coach. They're hovering around 500, um, and so there was kind of some rumors out there. The bigger one of, of surprise to me is that um, Georgetown, who is 6-22 and 22 and 0-17 in the Big East, have lost 18 in a row. It's, it's, it's tough right there. Um, uh, is planning on keeping Patrick Ewing there. And, of course, he's 68-81 he's and 81 overall there. Um, they did have a nice little moment last year where they won the Big East Championship and, and went to the tournament for the first time since 2015. But I guess we're kind of right there with a lot of these teams, with that feeling of 0-17, but we didn't quite get there. That's got to be feeling um, pretty tough there. But do you like do you like the the same type of thing from Georgetown? Maybe if it's it, it feels like somewhat of what's going on with Frost, maybe more than Hoiberg, is that you know we, we, if there's anybody we extend a longer leash to and want to give it one more go round, it would be um, Patrick Ewing. Yeah, I, I mean he he he's also he's a legend there at Georgetown, yeah. right? And and again of what he did. Uh, sometimes you can have those troubling type of situations, and and I'm sure he had to have those same discussions that Trev Albers had with uh, with Fred Hoiberg. He had to have those discussions, and he had to be able to sit down with his um, his leadership there and and have those discussions and let them know kind of what he wanted to do, what he needs to do, what he believes um, he has coming up, coming in, and how he's going to be able to change it. And if that doesn't happen, I'm sure that you know we'll be talking about this again next year. Yeah, we'll see with some of those other guys. I'm still kind of looking out there at, at Georgia. I mean, some other some other guys that are on the on the hot seat with Tom Crean there at Georgia might uh, that might one. I, I know the the uh, the buyout goes down. Down quite a bit right after the season, so um, I don't know if, if, if he'll uh, be able to survive this season. But so far, no, but not a whole lot of people are, are being given the boot, and, and it looks like there's a little bit more of a uh, more patience out there from athletic directors, which maybe is, is a little bit <laughs> a little bit different than what we've seen in the past. But we're gonna take a quick break here on on the block, brought to you by the Mercado. When we come back, we'll have Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. We'll dive into some of this stuff with him here on on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. 